Welcome back to Rivals of the East, everybody. I'm your host, Buzz, with co-host Sean. And Sean, we're on to week 10, my friend. More than halfway over of the season. We're halfway over. What's going on? And we still don't know who's a good football team. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know everybody's going to be like, the Patriots, the Dolphins. Like, dude, it's such a topsy-turvy. I mean, the Eagles seem to be good, but, I mean, who have they beaten? What quarterbacks Texans? have they played? That didn't look pretty. <laughs> Put some respect on uh, Davis Mills. No, um, no, but really though, there's there's so much in the air in Week Ten. I can't remember the last time football was this bad and so exciting at the same time. Uh, Sean looks around, hopefully not get eaten by a bobcat, right? <laughs> um, being outside in the dark. No, but. I uh, I we got a couple big games coming up here, Sean. Of course, uh, it's New England on a bye this week. Yes, they are. Okay, so we only got one game Patriots to talk and about. Jets. Yeah, we we only got one game to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about Patriots uh, game coming up here after the bye. But Miami Dolphins are going to be playing against the Cleveland Browns in Miami on Sunday, and quite frankly, I don't think this game is going to be as easy as some people think. Um, Man, Nick Chubb, dude. I watched him play this season. It's Chubb versus Chubb. That's what we're going to see, a showdown of the Chubbs, the Chubb Bowl. Who's got the stronger Chubb? Is it Miami or is it Cleveland? (laughs) I, I don't know how many more puns I could make. We need to see. If, if Cleveland's going to win, they have to get full chub. There's no half chub in this victory. That's all I got. But anyways, it's Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns. And Jacoby Burt ends brisket brissette. Our homeboy from the barbecue. Um, they had quite the game against Cincinnati, didn't they, last time? Yeah, watched the game through and through. Uh, defense held on. They, they made the plays when they needed to, and Chubb literally just fell forward like 10 yards almost every other play. <laughs> That's right. You know, this is one thing I will give to Cleveland. I think they're better than their record shows. Um, I'm not saying they're a playoff team or anything like that, but I think they are a better team than their record shows. And what I want to say is that the key to victory, and this is what Miami has to be able to do, is – Cleveland, if you watch that Bengals game, Sean, like you did, you can attest to this. They're a very physical football team. Like in the front seven on defense and then on that that offensive line and the run game, they're a very physical football team in the trenches. Um, yeah, definitely more so than the secondary. The secondary I don't think is very good. In fact, I think the front seven is what's making them look better than what they actually are. Oh, um, Patriots sure. were able to pick on them, you know, without yeah. Garrett, which kind of makes a big difference, but obviously not. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, if there's any concerns about that team, I don't think he's been very good. Um, 
I think that's their biggest issue currently. Um, I think I saw him on a lot of plays over pursuing and giving up lanes for the runners. So that's a potential, that's a potential piece right there. But outside of that, uh, defense is pretty good. Um, Miami's going to have a little bit of a field day, I think, at times. At times. Um, they're going to well, be able to pass on them. That's for sure. Well, well yeah. So I want to say this. Miami is going to be able to pass on them, but if Cleveland controls the time of possession, it's going to limit how much they pass on them. Tyreek Hill is going to get his, obviously. Um, I think Tua will have a good game. He should. If he doesn't, then that's not good. But he should have a good game, even with or without the run game. But I think you're going to see Miami's offensive line is going to allow a lot more pressures this time because they're playing against some people like Miles Garrett and them up front. So if they control the time of possession, that's going to put Miami in a tough spot because I don't know if you know this or not, Sean, but our defense is horrendous. So, yeah, yeah we're ranked 27th in the NFL. So for all the people who are talking heads and all the fans out there who say Miami's good defense, yeah, get back to me. What, are you still watching 2021 film? Come on. This defense is not good. And in case you were wondering, yeah. yes, Brian Flores did take over play calling for Josh Boyer. Because this is the defense we had the first seven weeks of last season. Um, yeah, I get Byron Jones out there and all, but come on now. It's it's just too much. I, I do think that Tyreek Hill going to be utilized a lot. I do think Jalen Waddle is going to get open quite a bit. <laughs> But if Miami struggles with the run and the ball keeps finding their way to Cleveland, it's going to come down who's going to score last, and that could mean a field goal. And if Cleveland's got the ball, they can control the tempo. If they don't stop Nick Chubb, um, it's going to be a pretty much of a dogfight, to say the least. So I don't think it's going to be super high scoring like the Bears and Dolphins game was. Um I do think it's going to be more of a fist fight kind of slinging mud everywhere, as they say, Sean. But what's your what's your final score prediction for this game? Final score for the game, uh, 31-20. Dolphins? Dolphins. 31-20? I think Tua's going to be the quarterback that I've hated and I've been uh, very hesitant to say. I think he's going to throw for over 300 yards on them. You think that? I do. Wow. I, Man. I do. Hey, are you going to send Tua a letter and apologize, Sean, as Tyreek Hill has said everybody has to do? Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I will say, uh, as of this year, if he continues this trend, I, I am going to have to change my opinion on him. Yeah. Now, I, um, I, I, I don't think he's, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It's six games, Tyreek by the Hill way. would make it's, you think. It's six yeah. games, by the way. Okay. He, he, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He's not Josh Allen. Is he right. start inching himself into the top 10 eight? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, if Mac Jones was in the top 12, probably last year. Yeah. I think it's fair to say Tua is of the better quarterbacks this year. Uh, he, he definitely has the numbers, the eye test. He's starting to reach the eye test. I think 
Um, I think early on it was very fluky. It was ugly at times. And somehow Tyreek Hill, you know, managed to get open and squeak by and, you know, kind of counteract some of those bad throws he made, some of those underthrows, I should say. Um, but as in, like, he, he's starting to get a feel for that medium range. And I, I think he's exposing teams on um, some of those medium rollouts, even though it, it kind of blows my mind. For a team that is so bad at running the ball, how they're doing these shifts with the line, getting them to roll out, and he's able to just <laughs> completely trick teams and suck them in in one direction and then roll out the other direction and throw. It, it, it blows my mind because if the Patriots would do that, our quarterback would be on IR. <laughs> Well, he was, <laughs> um, but well, sorry, he didn't go to IR. He was just injured. I want to be accurate. No, I, you know, I think with Tua, it's some people are going to hate me for it. They're like, why do you hate Tua? What did he do? Kill somebody in your family? Like, no, listen, I, I'm somebody who I'm not going to make a decision until I see consistency. It's not going to change my mind until I see more than six games against four bad teams. Okay, and one completely depleted Bills team. Um, I if I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this, you know, this was an interesting point. Before I kind of finish this, Sean, th- we talked a little bit about this, and when it comes down to it, I asked you a question. I said, because the way that the NFL is right now, okay, did all of the bad teams rise up in talent? and in coaching to meet where the good teams were or have all the good teams pretty much regressed to meet the bad teams. And we talked about that. And the consensus was good teams have regressed this year. The the playing field is more even for everybody. Yeah. And it's, if you ever wondered if the NFL was a parody, this is the parody of parodies this season. And so defenses are bad. Offenses are bad. The offenses are even worse, in my opinion. And I think the few teams that are just that much better offensively, you've seen, uh, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. It's You see it. You just look at it and you go, it's a good offensive team. But then when you look at the defense and people are going, well, their defenses are good. I'm like, "Mm, that's where I disagree. (laughs) And I a little bit has me saying, too, is that, this isn't something I bring up to take away from Tua and from the Dolphins or from the Eagles or from teams with winning records. It's just something that people have to be aware of because, to be honest with you, there's there's a lot of bad football this year. How many bad primetime games? How many just bad plays? I mean, you have guys – you have teams like the Raiders who have won one game, two games. Two you games, have yeah. – yeah, two games – with all that talent, you have teams like the Bucks with Brady that are just not playing like the Bucks, and Brady's willing them to win the three or four games that they've won. I mean, to me, you, uh, the Falcons, the Falcons are tied for first in the division in the NFC South with Marcus Mariota. There's just so much parity in the NFL, and I look at it and I see. Look no further in the AFC East. Yeah, the AFC is a good example. The Bills and the, the Jets. Jets. The, the, the Jets gonna, are a better team than the Patriots. Dude, I, I'm going to tell you right <laughs> Outside now. Outside of a quarterback, they're a better team. 
I'm going to tell you right now, if the Jets continue the way they are, realistically, they're going to win the division. I hate to say that almost with every fiber of my being. That's a reality. That's a reality. Okay, here's, here's what I'll say. Browns. Literally how that offense is is functioning. It's the same thing. Same thing as the Jets. Same offense. Yeah. In, in fact, I'll say the Jets Jets have a better defense. You know, they, better they secondary for sure. Bit, yeah, it's the secondary. They they got two better names on the line on the Browns. Jets have a better all around unit, I think, and it's young. That's the biggest part. Is it's a young team. That's what scares the shit out of me. I don't know if people realize it or not, but Sauce Gardner shut down Tyreek Hill. Um, I looked at the numbers and man coverage for Sauce Gardner versus all the top wideouts. He's he's given up 28 yards. Yeah. Two catches for 28 yards in man coverage this year. So he – I know includes... we talked about this in our draft, our pre-draft um, – information and sauce Gardner was the first name I think I uttered in the draft that he was just overwhelming talent. And, you know, it, it's no fluke that he didn't allow a touchdown in his college career because he's in the NFL. And, you know, usually people go, Oh, the corner is the hardest position outside a quarterback to play in the NFL. He, he's making it look easy. <laughs> um, I, I will say sauce Gardner, arguably the best corner in the NFL. Um, so there's there's that. Only if you played like that in Madden. <laughs> I can't help your team, Sean. You got swept this season, okay? Uh, By my rookie quarterback. <laughs> and Byron Jones picking you off six times in two games. No, but realistically, though, um, Miami does control their own destiny. The only problem is that I think the defense is going to be the problem for them down the stretch giving up too many points, making too many mistakes. You can't depend on a bad call by a ref or no call on a ref or your special teams to make points every game. Um, it's just not feasible. And I know that people talk about, oh, well, look what Josh Boyer did in the second half adjustments to the Lions game. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, look what the first half was. It gave up 27 points. And that put us in a hole where we had to climb out of in the second half. So, yeah, if he even made one misstep, we would have been screwed. I don't look at a second half, you know? I don't look at all this stuff. I'm looking at an entire team. And when I see the entire team, I, I see Miami, whatever talent we had on defense, we switched it to offense to put up more points. And we're trying to be like the Chiefs approach of score a lot of points to win, forget the defense. You remember that approach, Sean? 2011 Patriots? Yeah. Um, score a lot of points and hang on. And that's what we've been I was, doing. I was like how did that work out for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship and the Patriots? You know, did the same thing back to them. <laughs> Didn't work out. Although it went to overtime, but uh, it did not work out. And defense blew it for him. <laughs> it did. It really did. So I D Ford jumping offside. Like <sighs> Brady throws that pick. I remember jumping for joy. Yep. And then yep. the refs are like offsides. But let me tell you, that was such a a screwy game because that punt that Edelman didn't touch, quote-unquote, that, like, grazed right by it him. It didn't. It didn't, though. I that don't know. That guy's got a horseshoe up his ass every time. 
No, my, my biggest point is this is this is something, a small little piece that I saw that kind of made me laugh. That same play, which, by the way, he got penalized for it twice for being in the neutral zone. Yeah. In that same game that happened, and he clearly didn't learn his lesson. I just watched the Chiefs last week. They He literally did the same exact thing again. I'm like, this guy's <laughs> It's gonna blow them another game. Oh wait, too late. <laughs> well, they did beat the Titans, but um, oh boy, twenty to seventeen. Uh, Malik Willis. Oh, and the hapless Tannehills. <laughs> sack, 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 incomplete. That was the final possession that the Titans had in overtime. <laughs> I was like, dear God. Um, hey, I think, and, and you and you look at it, and and you look at it honestly. The sad part is. All the coaches of that year that were first-time head coaches that year that Mike Vrabel started, he is the only one remaining in the NFL. Really? Yeah. Hey, you know who else is the a head one. coach now? Jeff Saturday. Uh, who has zero coaching experience at any level. He was sitting at hey. an ESPN desk last week, and now he's the Colts. Hey, head- let's be fair. You got to criticize McDay. Oh, oh, wait, we've been doing that. <laughs> I like how he said last week the Raiders just aren't a good football team and his first game as a head coach is against the Raiders. <laughs> if I'm I'm gonna say this right now. If Josh McDaniel and the Raiders Josh McDaniels and the Raiders lose this coming week to the Colts, Josh McDaniels needs to be fired ASAP. Well, incoming. Hunter Renfro out for the year. Incoming. Don't care. <laughs> You can't lose to Jeff Saturday and the hapless Colts. I swear to God, I will sit what, what, there. What is what is part of their issues, though? What is part of their issues? They Who? can't protect David Carr. That so? Colts defense is going to give them nightmares. <laughs> I don't know. The Patriots had You're six up. linemen and they couldn't block. <laughs> John, the Raiders were up 20-7 to at the half on the Jaguars and lost. That's that's why I think it's going to happen again. Please, dear God. I, how can you keep the guy? How can you keep him if you lose to the Colts with Jeff Saturday? And Who's their I, offensive I, coordinator? What's the name that's of the, my question. Who's their offensive coordinator? Oh, wait, it's Josh. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I, I, this is what I'm going to say. Like, who's, who's the quarterback for the Colts? Sam, what's his name? Eller? Colts, Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. If you lose to that guy with his head coach being Jeff Saturday, get the hell out. You you deserve to be fired. I'll I'll just give you the playback with uh, Peyton Manning. How about you just shut the fuck up and block? (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I want to say, though. Um, This is why I talk about it so much. If Josh McDaniels were to be fired, Sean, hmm. Would a reunion in New England be in the no. works for next season? And I'll tell you why. No. Because what? he would be slotting himself back to the position that he doesn't want to do anymore. Offensive coordinator? To, yeah, because then he's going to be in the same cycle of having to rebuild time. He wants to be a coach. That's what he wants to do. If he loses that job, he's done. He's out of the NFL. He's done. I'm telling you. You think so? It's not like he doesn't have money. 
<laughs> well, apparently he doesn't have talent either. What happened so... to Gase? What happened to Gase, huh? Oh, so you're saying that Lincoln High School potentially could get a new coach in McDaniels if he's fired and they're going to replace Adam Gase? Mm. Could, be, could be head coach. Who knows? Hey, put some respect maybe, on Adam Gase's name. Maybe he'll call a draw play on third and ten with him and, uh, you know, gain all of one yard. <laughs> the only thing that's scary is Adam Gase is sort of like an American psycho. He's like a Patrick Bateman almost. I could see him, you know, being so into his job. You remember what the, the the stories were about him? Like he doesn't sleep and he would like keep logs of everything he did and all that stuff. You remember that? Okay. Uh, you're starting to scare me. You're starting to sound like me. No, it, that's what he did. So this is my question. You think Adam Gaze is like, I got to scout. I got to see what's going on. It's like middle of the night. And he's scouting like kids in their backyards, like high school kids and stuff. And he gets arrested or something. And he, he can't be in by a school anymore or something like that happens. Who's going to step in? Who else? Josh McDaniels with a clean record. Yeah. Could happen. Anyhow, taking the long road to grandma's house. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I think this is gonna be a win, not a pretty win. But Dolphins I think win. I think the Dolphins are gonna make the game look out of hand, even though it was a lot closer for the majority of it. I um, say Miami wins twenty four thirteen. Brissett throws one interception. There you go. Yeah, twenty four thirteen interception. Out yeah. of desperation, he's gonna try to push the ball downfield, throw a pick, throw into Amari Cooper. Um, Xavier and Howard will probably be, I don't know, yeah. molesting him, molesting him while the ball's in the air because I kind of saw a little bit of that every week. But um, a little bit, he's been, dude. I don't know how he doesn't have like thirty pass interference calls. X has just been playing so bad this year. It's like his man coverage is called blanket. He just gets on like a snuggie, and that's basically it. Yeah. And so. Talking about the Patriots, it's going to be really simple, really cut and dry. It, honestly, all I want to see for the rest of the year is I, I don't really care about anything. I just want to see offensive progression. I want to see that some rhythm. They could turn the ball over two million times. Maybe Bill goes, eh, you lose to the Jets. He goes, let's just see if Mac has anything in him. Don't be scared of turning the ball over. Just see if you can string some big plays together. See if this offensive play scheme is even a potential for the future. Because if not, you know, you move on. Um, you know, Tyquan Thornton, get the rookie. Just start throwing the ball to him. Let, let's see what he's got. Because uh, I don't think throwing the ball uh, 80 times to Jacoby Myers is going to produce anything more than we already know. He's going to get you where he's at and no more. Until Bailey Zappi starts. Oh, shut up. That just, <laughs> it's not the answer. I, well, I want to see if Mac Jones has anything, and if not, we need to move on. I want to figure it out. Yeah. Why maybe just spend all you got to do is get on Tyreek Hill. Quarterback that won't do it. All you got to oh, do is get on Tyreek Hill. That fixes everything. I mean, I mean technically, Tyquan Thornton has that speed, and no one else in the NFL does. And if he can't do it, then... What are we doing? Well, you can't. You run. You can run the ball in second and ten when no one thinks they're going to run. 
and you can't throw it for three yards. You have to hope your running back makes a one-handed catch in the end zone. That's that's where we're at offensively. It, it doesn't look good. Um, they should, and honestly, they shouldn't have been cheap in the off season. They should have re-signed Ted Karras. What was that? Two years for thirteen mil. You don't think we could have used that right now? You, you pulled Cole Strange back out. Isaiah Wynn, we're playing freaking musical chairs at right tackle. I think they're even, you know, questioning if they should put Owenu back at right tackle just to get some something because right tackle has been a nightmare. Um, you know, maybe they put Yadni Kajus at right tackle or maybe even right guard. You just flip flop Owenu. They got to figure something out because the offensive line. Trent Brown's falling asleep. He's getting bored out there. David Andrews is finally going to be back for the Jets game, so maybe there there will be an injection back in there because I think they missed it. David Andrews. Trent Brown's been doing one-on-one all year. Between David Andrews helping out, Cole Strange, and then Owenu probably helping out right tackle because Isaiah Wynn is so god-awful. He's the world's worst guard playing right tackle I've ever seen. He he makes Marcus Have you seen Cannon Austin look Jackson? like a stalwart. Have you seen Austin uh, Jackson? He's worse. He's worse. Uh, I don't know about that. What what where where was uh where was Jackson taken? Jackson? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even remember. Well, Isaiah Wynn was in the first. Oh, oh, you're asking Georgia. a round? Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. round. First round, so okay. So two nineteenth overall draft to tackle who can't no, we drafted a guard to play tackle, and he can't play guard. So we drafted a lineman who can't play any position. Hey, that's that's just a, <laughs> hey. If, if this is a, <laughs> a who's a shittier drafter, uh, I, I don't know. Bill or Chris uh, Greer? <laughs> it, it, it's 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 too close, unfortunately. Outside yeah. of seventh round draft pick wide receivers that were quarterbacks from Kent State. <laughs> Well, I, listen, I, I, you know, I understand what mediocrity is like, Sean, because as a Dolphins fan, I've experienced a lot of that in my life, and the turntables have happened now. But I will say this. Um, Miami's going to probably wind up winning this Browns game. If they don't, I would be shocked and also a little bit concerned, mostly because it would just prove that the defense is the proverbial thorn in our side, and we can't get out of our own way. So, so uh, Geico. if you want to throw him under the bus and run over to Gecko, sure. But uh, regardless of that, uh, we're going to be back for the postgame show for at least the Dolphins-Browns game and talk a little bit AFC East as well once we're back from there. Sean, you got anything you want to add to the end of the show here? Um, guys, just, just a shout-out to Progressive. Give him a look. Uh, look no further. Buzz over here. Um, let's avoid Geico, okay? That, that's that's the most helpful tip I can give you in the bye week. Avoid Geico at all costs. Thank you, guys. All right. Let's stay away from Adam Gase. If you see him outside your house, call 911. Swerve. Swerve. All right, everybody. Take care.